It's, you know, I ask people, you know, what time zone do they live in? <laughs> they go, what do you mean? Uh, past, present, or future, right? Like, if you're in a conflict, how old are you feeling right now? And a lot of times I'll talk to, I had this one client, she said, I felt eight. I feel like I'm eight. You know, and one of the things we were talking about was um, her relationship with her husband, intimacy, being close, showing the truth, and all that stuff. And she felt like she was eight. And one of her presenting issues was that she was, um, she wasn't able to come to orgasm or enjoy sex. And um, their sex life was, and she, you know, they both were working on it. They wanted to have a great marriage, but she just couldn't feel it. And, and so we did some one-on-one sessions and, and I, you know, and I think when we get in these one-up, one-down, parent-child, teacher-student roles, these patterns of feeling small, I said something to her, I said, well, you know, adult, adults don't have sex with little girls. That's just not what they do. I mean, you want to have, so if you're feeling eight, okay, going back to the body experience here, now this may sound, but what happens is she's not able to um, feel close to her husband. She feels dominated, controlled, manipulated. And after doing many sessions with him, I, I didn't really, we, we worked on some strategies and what ended up happening is um, she, it, what came back going through her family of origin is where she felt dominated and controlled from a dominant, aggressive dad and a kind of a kind of a hailstormy kind of mom and a, a, a emotional you know love avoidant turtle and this is what she she never felt she could really grow up right if you think about it somatically in our body and holistically you know if a woman isn't is feeling like a child in the relationship there's going to be contempt there's going to be anger. There's going to be other stuff that goes in there too. And it may feel secure at first, but then it feels oppressive. And there's kind of that velvet cage I can't get out of. So, but we find out this woman is also very much a pleaser, right? So she didn't, and so she would never say no to anybody, right? She always had this. So the power and love and being able to assert in her body was not able to um, be able to establish external boundaries or internal boundaries. And so um, she just shut down. So our relationships here, now, this is, again, where, you know, and I always talk about um, you know, relationship, you know, intimacy, um, you know, uh, procreation. And procreation is not about having sex. It... <laughs> It's the outcome. I mean, the outcome of sex is the, the creation. But procreation is about bringing forth life to one another. Bringing forth that life. Bringing forth and bringing your relationship into the here and now. Right? Where it's not in the past. Because the most important lesson for growth in relationship is learning how to really begin to individuate. And to... Um, uh, together, right? So individuate together. It's kind of the the idea of work, the connection, um, and a and some and the separateness, right? There's the attachment. The secure attachment is much more flexible and nuanced rather than, let's say, the 
um, insecure avoidant that is like the island, not available, emotionally unavailable, um, uh, is not really accessible or responsive or emotionally engaging in a relationship, or you have more of the insecure, anxious pursuer, kind of like the wave in that moment. And those things can come from a lot of our attachment injuries, attachment wounds, where either like you can feel smothered or suffocated or um, enmeshed in your family and there was no freedom. And so maybe now that is internalized in your body. Like whenever you start feeling that sensation of being smothered, what's that remind you of? (laughs) Not to go Freud on you, but maybe mother. (laughs) So, right? So that's, that's a little bit bringing the relationships in here now. Now, this is, again, one of the things to, to see the other as an other, not as, an, as you or a mirror of you and not as a perception of your own, our own fears and flaws or limitations. Because this, to do this is critical to really get to know ourselves, right? Spiritually, sexually, psychologically, somatically, our body, connection, relationally. Now, this is especially true when there is a history of trauma present in, present in a relationship, whether again they, uh, whether it's a aversive child experiences, and some of that could be even pre-verbal, where you just were carrying, like riding that bike, you learned the positive, you, you kind of learned the you know the the negative, the body cap score in the pain, so that just as that trauma causes the body to remain stuck here in that hell loop. In the past, trauma can keep a relationship from being in the present because we're either consumed with the shame of the past or we're catapulting or future tripping or uh, so obsessed in trying to control our environment and the future that we never bring ourselves to the present. He never, because intimacy doesn't live or exist in the past or the present or the, or the future. It can only be had here in the moment, present. To bring your relationship into the more current state, you need to be in touch with your reactions and learning ways to move not around them or circumvent the problem, but through them, to be direct. You know, Asking your partner, can you just be here with me and give me a little support and time to figure out what I'm feeling and sensing? And how it's connected to a memory. Can, and making that bid for that connection to hold space for one another. And, you know, and it's amazing what can happen when we begin to attune to one another's emotional world. How that can really begin to bring healing. Because we all need a witness, right? So many of us never had a witness to our pain as children. Who's had a witness? Who was curious about you as a child? Who wanted to know? Who wondered about you? Who was concerned about your pain, your hurt? Who were you able to turn to for comfort and to hold you and to give that to you, right? Right? If there was that deprivation of love or connection, belonging, safety, security, what do you think you need more of right now? Or... Maybe you crave it so much. Or maybe it's the opposite. You've learned, I don't need anyone. And you just shut down. You know, it's two sides of the same coin around this attachment stuff. But finding that secure base and becoming securely functioning adults. And so each time that you 
are able to do this and have that emotional corrective experience also in your body, the, the body where you're, you're continuing to do the self-correct till you auto-correct in the relationship, right? Till it becomes a, till it becomes really connected to the memory, right? And that way, each time you do that again, and, and the further you're able to uncouple or you disentangle or, you know, pull, heal from those trauma-laden memories so that you can bring ourselves and our relationships back into the present, the here and now, right? The power of now. I'm not necessarily referring to the book, but that's a good book to think about now, right now. So how do we move through these trigger moments? This is probably the most important part. How do we stay connected through the chaos, through the pain, through the conflict? How do we, um, how do we make sure we create that secure environment of love and respect so the trauma, again, bringing that unforced rhythm of grace, that flow, right, with grace and truth. Because trauma, trauma is never graceful. It often leaves, you know, part of us physically and emotionally, psychologically stuck or cut off or parts of us even exiled, you know, that little wounded kid exiled never to, you know, be allowed back into the home, the tribe, the family, the mind, the body because of the shame, the guilt, how weak that little girl, little boy felt, right? So, but with support and guidance, we can move through that stuckness and bring the child that the wounded child to meet the healthy child. And now we have, because all these barriers or firemen or managers, all these things that were throwing barriers up. So um, uh, who was it? Um, Rumi said, you know, our task isn't to find love. Our task is to find all the barriers we set against it. And these barriers are really going to be constructed around our defense, around trauma, where we've been hurt, wounded. Right, which makes sense, right? Consider animals in the wild, right? Although their lives are threatened on a routine basis, they're rarely traumatized. So if, if they would lose their resilience, and, uh, if so, you know, they lose their resilience and it would eventually go extinct. But this is what it, what it is in animals that gives them resilience, right? All mammals, including us, you know, human beings, which are very distinct species, right, have identical instinctual fight-flight autonomic nervous systems. So, but other animals have the added benefit of remembering how to use the body to work through a traumatic experiences. For instance, animals shake, right? Literally, they shake their bodies, which allows the body to begin to process all the hormones and those neurochemicals involved in that fight-flight response, right? So you have, with all that cortisol and adrenaline and all these other things, you've likely experienced this uh, sensation too, where you're shaking, trembling in your body, cold hands, spontaneous, you know, deep breaths, losing your breath immediately after a scary event, right? So that panic, and maybe it might even felt like it was someone else, somewhere else, and this feeling detached and disassociated from the experience. And anytime you get traumatized or triggered, you just kind of black out or numb out and you don't even realize or remember what happened, right? All that stuff. So it's important that we help support each other in building that uh, that safety net 
so no one falls between the cracks, but creating that secure base, you know, to answer that question, you know, are you there for me? Can I count on you? You know, and again, if you've gone through that, you know, it's really can be challenging to, um, you know, bring that full circle and, and find some closure to some of that at the same time, closing the loop in your relationship to, um, and this is the beauty of relationship. It's important that we help support each other in allowing our bodies to work through our experiences really similar to how other animals do this too. The somatic experiencing or this body sensation or these how your body is keeping score. This developed as a methodology here that we talk about in the which is part of the trauma informed relationship psychotherapy part of these in, that that imparts really basic life skills to move through these events that are really potentially re-traumatizing or traumatizing really to gain greater resilience and that sense of freedom and self you know the power and freedom to choose something different so that your your joy you bring back the joy in your life the play the fun the sexy these are these are skills everyone in the world could use and it would make for a better safer more even compassionate world wouldn't you think i mean especially with what we got going on right now right we're all you know this is a time for all of us to again rethink our values rebuild our homes rebuild our hearts rebuild our minds our relationships and really think about who do we want to come out who do we want to be because we want to have this great world right a lot of us want to have it but you got to be the one to have the one you have to be and then do and then have so that having experience can only be approached from being that person, right? So, but I have PTSD, I have aversive childhood experiences, PTSD from the military, serving, um, uh, a lot of stuff. A lot of you may know my story, have read my book, read other stuff that have, had occurred. Um, but I've spent the last 25, 30 years um, really trying to master this and put this into Make it accessible to other others and put this into their hands and hearts and, and to really, um, again, find ways to heal um, holistically. Mind, body, you know, emotions, uh, our soul. But one of the episodes you go back and you listen to on the fight, flight, flight or flight or freeze or then freeze, right? Because a lot of times that might actually be what's occurring here because our autonomic nervous systems are wired again wired hot wired for a fight or flight response to threat whether again it's real or perceived if that's that brown squiggly thing is that perceived as is that a snake or is it a real snake right so being able to if we're unable to fall through on either of those instincts let's say or or our whether what our body remembers, right? If these actions are not really suffice, or if our system becomes too overwhelmed, which happens a lot of times in relationships when you get in a fight, you know, the man, will, so one person will get really flooded and the body will go into a state of, you know, apathy and collapse, right? Or it freezes, right? Or it freezes to protect the relationship. But this shutdown that, sometimes can be perceived as silent treatment, which it can be, or stonewalling, the ultimate form of domination, 
But a lot of times it may be something else. It might be just shutting down. That stage is meant to be temporary. <laughs> so, but sometimes we get stuck there, due this frozenness due to our fears that reinforce paralysis or even deeper yet, the shame story that we carry around in our body that sits in our gut feeling like disgust and nausea and feeling weak. That's shut down, right? You guys know which one I'm talking about because when peop- someone we can trust is near us, it's possible to have less fear to truly sense the immobility and make contact with them and move through it, being in presence with the sensations to lead to kind of deactivate that that um, hyperarousal, that arousal, and we can learn to see the memories are, are, that are keeping us stuck here. And from there, we can learn to renegotiate some of these reactions and our reactions to our reactions. And, you know, and I always say, you know, and it's also understanding where our fear comes because a lot of times for guys, you know, our fear is in our wives or our partner. You know, our fear is their reaction, their trigger, and our reaction, our trigger to their trigger or reaction. And that's where we get into that whole stance, stance, stance and that vicious cycle. So this is part of the thing to begin to uh, remember what to slow this down, kind of do the play-by-play, kind of like in the NFL, right? You see this awesome play, or you see this play that didn't work or whatever. How did that play work? Slower is faster. Slowing all those emotions down so your body can catch up to what it's feeling, and then you can connect to that. Otherwise, we continue to fragment, right? So here's a good experiment to try, right? So when we have been traumatized, especially in the case of, let's say, sexual trauma. We try to isolate from our body. Also, which is also known as like disassociation or soul fragmenting or, uh, or um, you know, uh, detaching from reality, whatever you want to call that. It is as if the body has betrayed us, right? And we begin to perceive our own body as the enemy, right so this self accept because this is the part people talk about self love and self accept you know self love but i want to add self acceptance because here you know it, it especially if you have a faith christian or whatever moral spiritual thing you know it's like we we can we can forgive the enemy out there and give alms to the poor feed the poor the hungry have compassion empathy but what happens what happens when we discover that the enemy is within, right? Or that self-betrayal. Because if someone betrays me, I mean, wow, I can just leave that person, leave that relationship, never talk to them again, right? But self-betrayal. Sometimes when we do things that, or something happens, even maybe it's not even us, maybe, and again, most of the time with sexual trauma, especially sexual trauma is a violation of human connection, a violation, but we can almost internalize, interpret that when we're in that powerless, helpless state where you can't escape, can't flee, and then there's nowhere to go to share or have a witness to say, yeah, this is wrong, this is a violation, and there's got to be a consequence, you know, some consequence to, to bring back that, to reset the system back to feeling safe and secure. That doesn't happen, right? 
that doesn't happen. So our body internalizes that we betrayed and we go, oh, the enemy is within or, you know, there is no compassion or empathy for the poor or the beggar because that enemy, it's fragmented and, and that's the firefighter that comes in. But we can begin by and start by befriending and reconnecting with our body, right? A lot of us, uh, a lot of men and anybody that has trauma, we can't connect to our body. I mean, you'll notice if you try to look someone or gaze into someone's eyes or, you know, they just turn away quickly because they can't connect or you can't connect. And so we got to start by, again, befriending and reconnecting with our own body because if we can't connect inside here, we can't connect out there. So this is, again, paying gentle and non-judgmental attention to your own reactions and the feelings, being gentle with yourself. You know, because with time and self-acceptance, and because with time it becomes softer and easier for you. Every time you have that corrective emotional experience and your body is able to kind of self-regulate, right, find internal safety, right, rather than trying to find safety out there in someone else who's not, you know, doesn't, that's, out there, we got to bring it back inside. Where, where our to our physical responses, our physiological responses. So you can do this with your partner, okay? And it, and here's the thing: I want you to agree as you try on this experiment. Agree not to have intercourse, but just to explore together, you know. And as soon as a trigger comes up in your body, take the time together to integrate and be with the sensations in a patient and compassionate way. No force, no pressure. Know that our minds are clever. You know, our bodies are wise. Our bodies know what to do. They are instinctive. They just got overridden by some old bad, you know, patterns here, uh, trauma. But imagine, imagine what your body might have wanted to do at the time when it was violated. I know this is hard. Push away, fight, run. Find safe ways to allow the body to express the desires and needs that it had but could not follow through in the past. Where you felt choked out, you felt repressed, you felt dominated, you felt constricted, you felt subjugated, and there was no way to push away or fight or run or find shelter or safety. And there was no one to turn to after, right? So finding safety, right? The body to express that. And this brings power and energy back to your body and helps hold compassion for the wounded child, that child or that younger version of yourself that could not defend or protect itself at the time, right? And as we sort through the links and these echoes and we test between memories and reactions, we begin to mend again and return to a deeper, full sexual, spiritual, psychological, and physical connection with your partner. So going back to the lady that wasn't able to have an orgasm, so she had to begin working on this with, you know, with safe people, her friends. You know, for instance, one of the things I had her do was because she even, and I said, you know, even with three of the women that were closest to her, she always felt like the child in the relationship. So I asked her, I said, so what are something you could do? Because they would always say, hey, where do you want to go to eat? And she would always defer to them, right, one down. And she started saying, and I said, well, now I want you to disagree, right? Find something you want to disagree in. 
And there was an issue that came up that she disagreed with. She, it was really scary for her, but she had the correct emotional experience by asserting and pushing harder when she felt like a child where she was subjugated and she couldn't speak and she didn't have a voice and she felt tight in the throat and she didn't have the power and freedom to say. And so she learned to exchange her authentic true self in exchange for a false self just to have a connection, relationship. So she made herself small, like a child. Right? So that was one of the, the somatic experiences we had to process. And now we get back to, you know, practicing, um, you know, just really being mindful of these things and practicing guided meditations. If you want, I do have a guided meditation. I can send you free um, to your phone or computer or whatever you need. Uh, you can find, you can email me at joe at uh, rebuildingconnection.com. Uh, I'm offering uh, a hour free consultation. Um, and then if you decide to continue working with me, we'll talk about that. But we do work a lot. I'm doing right now, everyone's doing video and Zoom webinars, seminars. So I'm, I'm upping my podcast to do more than one a week. And we'll be opening up um, some ways to work together in mutual trauma with couples, whether you have PTSD or, you know, we have other stuff too, like beyond beyond chemistry on, um, you know, how to, um, you know, why we love, feel, and act the way we do. And that's going to be around understanding our attachment, these imprints, our body, and how that all kind of works together, um, you know, simultaneously. But um, I just want to thank everybody. Be safe out there. Again, you can email me, joe at joeikim, or excuse me, joe at rebuildingconnection.com, or you can go ahead and um, call me, 310-560-0726. My website's coming up in the next month. I've been working diligently on getting that so you can have the videos the podcast book videos everything that you want to do in one place so you don't get you know in all the articles and things that you can down some downloadables and all sorts of fun stuff all right so we're moving a lot of stuff to um the uh internet and it'll all be accessible to you in one place i'm still thinking about the name I had one name for the um, business, and now I'm kind of thinking about something different. And maybe if you have some ideas for me, what you think uh, would be a good name for the um, the the program and the um, what we're doing here, I'd love your ideas. I love creativity and I love feedback. So go ahead, give me a call back or give me a shout. And if you do have questions, please you know text me, email me. Um, anything so if you do have things that you'd like to follow up on or maybe there's a podcast you want me to talk about something more i do have a lot of that um where you are um able to just give me some feedback let me know something you want to for me to talk about and i am inviting people to be guests on my show or to talk about something or um you know work through an issue or talk about your relationship. We're opening this up to everybody. Um, the podcast is shifting a little bit, but I want to invite you to be a part of this. Uh, I want you to be a part of um, this relationship with society, this relationship society, and the work that we're doing here is to, um, you know, really bring healing and um, uh, real, real deep healing 
to people where there is true permanence and change. And um, I also have a program called Changes That Heal, and we go through about five or six uh, videos or, or, webinar, or web, webinars um, to take you through those stages of change, you know, changes, uh, changes that heal, and giving you really specific tools and specifically how to work through that and whether and it's good if you're if you're single or if you're married or relationship and you want to get in a relationship or your premarital or premarital programs all that stuff's here we got it all so anything that's dealing with trauma or relationships uh you know uh, we're here we hope to be your resource thank you guys stay safe um stay you know practice um you know the distance but with connection right um Loving people from a distance. Staying connected in this time is really super important. There's all sorts of creative ways to do that. Um, just follow the guidelines and we'll all be getting through this safely and healthy in a, in a more health, and I hope in a, in a healthier way. So again, Joe Whitcomb signing off here. Reboot your relationship, 310-560-0726. Thanks and make this your best day ever.